the orange of me. Go, 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 we go, feel the orange of me. Hello everybody, welcome to FOMO Sapiens and today we'll be talking about another IPL franchise, the Sunrises Hyderabad. I'm Raghav Talwar and today I'm joined by Abhinav Kumar and Shubham Jha. Now, SRH had a decent 2020. They finished third in the league table and they made it to the playoffs as a result, where they fell at the final hurdle before the actual finals. To Delhi, uh, to the Delhi dead, I was going to call them the Delhi dead, <laughs> the Delhi capitals in qualifier two. It must be said, though, they did have issues throughout the edition. And I would like to start at the top of the order with their captain, David Warner. He has typically been a phenomenon for SRH, but relatively speaking, he had an okay 2020, IPL 2020. Could we see him back to his best in 2021, Abhinav? Hi, hi Raghav. I mean, uh, pleasure to be joining up uh, with the FOMO Sapiens. I mean, I've heard quite a few of your podcasts before and I've loved it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, privileged to be here. Uh, I think David Warner could be, uh, I mean, uh, the one one major worry that will be there with uh, Warner is his fitness, uh, is his fitness because he uh, had a very injury interrupted uh, in Australia tour, uh, the AA series against India uh, in Australia and that was, uh, that was a bit too much of a issue uh, and he missed out on the first couple of tests, he didn't look at his best in the third and fourth uh, tests either. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, that's the one major issue. But otherwise, I think probably one of the most consistent uh, players uh, that Sunrisers has had in their entire history. I think he's been a franchise changer for them. I think you've got to uh, their uh, title win in 2000, uh, 2016, I think was something that really sparked uh, something big off for SRH. And they've since then made it to the play- playoffs in every single season. They've been... Uh, in the playoffs from 2016 onwards, they've not missed. Uh, they've been in the top four right through. So they're they've been a very very consistent side over the years. And I think he will be at, at his very best. I do. You can't. I mean, with David Warner, the one thing you cannot uh, ever uh, rule out is is his consistency in run making. He always manages to uh, show his best for the mm-hmm. for the men in orange. Exactly. I mean, even I, I say okay. IPL 2020. By that I mean a run, um, an average, a batting average of slightly over 39, right? So that, so it's it's not terrible at all. It was just something which was a little amiss. I'd like to extend that question a little and ask Shubham, who his opening duo will be. Of course, you've got Warner, you've got young Johnny Bairstow to imitate David Lloyd, YJB. You've got um, Jason Roy, who's coming to replace Mitchell Marsh. And that's something which maybe we can talk about a little uh, later on if you've got time to talk about bubbles and such things. And you also have Ridhiman Saha, who I remember was fairly explosive in that last match uh, against the Mumbai Indians. Well, maybe, uh, maybe or maybe not explosive, but he did make 58 from what I recall. So Shubham, what would your opening duo be? See, uh, the problem with, uh, like, my opening duo will depend on what, what Saha is hitting in the nets. So the team management will be surely looking at that. What Shah, what is Shaha's current uh, uh, form or nothing? Because uh, Shaha obviously get, uh, is an Indian batsman, and then it gets gives you the extra foreign slot. YJB is no doubt a very good player, and he has uh, he had a very good 2019. But mm-hmm. uh, so that's uh, that's my concern about it. That if uh, Shaha is playing well, then my I would say I, just, I would just, I would just like to point out one thing about YJB. He did do well 
for England recently. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a different scenario. But the thing is that uh, the team balance is a team balance is something that al- al- always uh, always makes into the decision making part. If Saha is hitting well, then you do not uh, and. When, with Warner in form, you can obviously opt out to play YGB and Jason Roy both because uh, okay. you need all uh, because all rounders down the line are almost mm-hmm. a treasure. Okay, so that that's something which is interesting. I mean, in fact, the decision to bring in Jason Roy in lieu of Mitchell Marsh uh, was a fairly interesting decision. We'll go a little down the order and we can sort of talk about all rounders and that uh, particular decision later on. But we'd like to first figure out who should bat at number three. What do you think, Abhinav? Manish Pandey. Uh, no doubts about that. Manish Pandey, especially inside the power play, has got one of the highest average and strike rates uh, for all batsmen uh, since 2019, especially. He's been a phenomenal striker inside the power play overs for them. And I think it's uh, it, he just offer, uh, offers them that ability that if he's able to come in early, if SRH have a, a loss of a, an early wicket in the power play overs, he immediately... Uh, gets uh, gets into the act because he can strike at a very very quick rate in the uh, power play. Issues come if he's uh, coming in uh, a little later because he takes his, he's a batsman who likes to take his time to settle into the uh, to get into his groove before uh, being being able to hit. So I think they have to put Manish Pandey at three because uh, putting him at four or even lower down than that it's uh, it's it'll be foolhardy from. From the perspective of the team, and they have to go for uh, Manish Pandey at three. I mean, I say I just must say I must say that we can uh, we can sort of look at the inexperienced middle order a little later because I felt that you know maybe uh, if we if we promote one of the youngsters and perhaps push Pandey down the order, there may be some kind of an anchor there at number four or five. But I let Shubham go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, Abhinav that Manish Pandey should come in at three because he takes some time, and once he's set in the once he's set in the groove, he can hit uh, he can hit like anybody. As we all know that he was the first Indian to get a century in IPL. That's that's um, that's a number to be at least spoken about his hitting ability, and uh, because he provides you the balance. Like he and Williamson are both the people. If he got out and Williamson comes in, and then the wickets are falling on the other end, then that's a different kind of a story because there's obviously an inexperienced middle order. We don't know that uh, if they are opting to play Kedar Jadhav there or not. So that's a different scenario. But uh, yes, Manish Pandey comes in at three. For me also. Yeah, I mean, as we as we were mentioning, right, the middle order is something which is pretty inexperienced. You've got three youngsters, promising, no doubt, but inexperienced nonetheless. Priyam Garg, Abdul Samad, Abhishek Sharma. And then, of course, at the auction, they picked up Kedar Jadhav, who was one of the main protagonists of the CSK flop show last season. Abhinav, how would you seek to resolve those issues? I mean, unfo- I, I definitely feel they need to play Kane Williamson at four. I think it'll lend that team a lot of experience and solidity in the middle order. And here's the thing. I think Kedar Jadav has been brought in to provide uh, this because it's a very young Indian batting group. Sama, Abdul Samad, Priyam Garg, Abhishek Sharma, they're all very, very young kids at, the, at this time. And I think somebody like Kedar Jadav who's got... For whatever's worth, he's got a lot of international experience on him. He's been a part of a world squad for India. I mean, uh, he's uh, played a lot of games for, for the country. So I, And he's been in the IPL since 2010. Uh, make no mistakes about it. And he's been uh, pretty useful for most of the sides he's been a part of. So I think you've got to... I think it's uh, his experience in the squad, I think, will help a lot of these... Uh, newcomer, uh, these younger uh, Indian batsmen to be able to uh, settle in, uh, settle into the into the groove, 
and also it'll keep uh, ensure that sunrisers have an experienced indian fallback option on them uh, in case uh, they lose a few uh, one of their batsmen is not coming off and they want to try out somebody experienced and they have somebody like uh, kedar jadhav there so i don't think that uh, it was a bad purchase by the metrini any rate i think it it was a sensible decision because they they really didn't have a lot of money to play around in the auction so i think they made a pretty sensible decision on buying uh, kedar jadhav shubham please yeah shubham you are saying so i'm saying that uh, if ygb if they opt out to pl- uh, play uh, uh, johnny base to out of the squad then they can always uh, make sure that mohammad nabi comes into the middle order scene middle order scheme and he's a great middle order batsman mm. for afghanistan for, for for a lot of a lot lot of time and that's that's something that will help the indian indian middle order so we can play samad and uh, priyam garg and then mohammad nabi so that's that sorts out a lot of thing for them Yes, so Samad, Priyam Garg, Muhammad Nabi, right, and all that sort of falls into the foreigners who SRH can play, right? So, so the prominent for, foreigners we've already talked about the top of the order. We've got Warner, Besto, and um, uh, Roy as potential openers. We've got Kane Williamson who can come a little further down the order. We've got Muhammad Nabi. We've got Jason Holder. Who else? And and of course we've got course. Rashid Rashid Khan and Mujibur Rahman. So the foreigner combination is something which needs to be, which is a little questionable, right? So I think. I think I mean personally to me it seems that it's sort of resolved if you bring in Ridhiman Saha at the top of the order right then you can bring in someone more experienced like a Mohammad Nabi because I think Warner and Rashid Khan are there for sure and then and then basically what you have would sort of depend on your requirements but Jason but uh, someone who we haven't mentioned is Jason Holder really so far that's someone who I'd like to talk about because I think he was fairly pivotal for uh, Hyderabad at times last year Abhinav, would you start him this time, uh, this season as well? Look, I think Jason Holder was one of the, uh, I think one of those uh, main pivots of change for Sunrisers last season. I think they were mm-hmm. completely in the, uh, they were uh, struggling to uh, locate themselves uh, at the halfway point of the season. But thankfully, the moment they were able to sort their balance out with including a Jason Holder and making that choice of uh, bringing a Clayton Williamson in place of uh, Johnny Bairstow at the top. uh so i think that just solved a lot of the issues and gave srh a potent all rounder but here's the thing i think this time around sunrisers are playing 9 out of 14 games on on two grounds which are t- uh, traditionally uh, very very uh, spin friendly chennai and delhi they'll be playing uh, yes. uh, their 9 out of the 14 games over there and uh, it is in those places that srh can derive immense value of somebody like a mohammad nabi in their uh, in their middle order i think uh, shubham has rightly said i think he's one of the most experienced play- players around i think mm-hmm. he's uh, not for no reason he's called the president uh, in parts of melbourne uh, where he were uh, plays for the melbourne renegades in the bbl and also i think he's a very very fabulous option is a very very experienced uh, explosive hitter down the order i think he can come in at 6 or 7 and uh, he is more than good enough to give you a 20 ball 40 on on a given day he's good enough for that he hits uh, at a very very at a phenomenal rate in the death overs and is uh, and he his four overs can be taken to the to the bank his four overs can be encashed in the bank straight off because he will give you very consistent four overs not concede a lot of runs uh, and and he can bowl in the power play overs as well and he's very very capable of bowling in the power play overs up front so i think it's uh, i think if, uh, considering that uh, they'll uh, sunrisers will play about nine games in chennai and delhi uh, it might not be a bad thing to let uh, 
Mohammed Dabi start in place of Jason Holder and and uh, maybe bring in a holder in grounds which will support some pace. I think which would be probably uh, I think they will be playing both in both uh, Bombay and uh, in in uh, Kolkata and Bangalore. So I think um, and those are grounds where pacers generally have a little bit more to play around with. So I think in those uh, in those last five games, I think somebody like a Jason Holder might be effective. But uh, for the first nine games, they have to definitely stick with Mohammad Nabi. Yeah, I would like yeah, to add yeah, a sure. point. So we have Vijay Shankar is also in the scheme of things, the yes. 3D player of 2019 World Cup. So we have to <laughs> include the point that what he is capable of now, the team needs to anal- analyze and assess that is he good enough to be the part of the middle order or not. So that's something that I would like to co- like a comment from Abhinav also. I would definitely, I would probably look to play somebody like a, a Vijay Shankar at number five. I think I would start him at number five because he seems uh, much more suitable for that uh, for that role. I would uh, make that decision between Priyam Garg and Vijay Shankar at five and have Summer then uh, Nabi to follow. So I would uh, and plus because uh, somebody like Shankar can give about two three overs of good quality medium pace and he. Uh, knows the Chennai track quite well. Uh, uh, they will be playing around four or five games in Chennai uh, out of their first nine with the other uh, others of that uh, other games of that slot being played in Delhi. So he knows that track quite well. He might be a very handy option in those uh, in those part of the uh, in that part of the world in getting them a couple of overs in the middle. Uh, and he had and uh, he actually was pretty decent with the ball for SRH last season before he got injured. I think uh, and uh, before. He was uh, before his injury. He was starting to get into some sort of form. He even got an unbeaten 15 one of the games. So I think that is some. Uh, I might not be averse to starting Vijay Shankar, but he has to play it only as a number five or a number six player because his technique is geared very well towards hitting pace bowlers towards the end. He can. He has the very solid technique to be able to take on pacers towards the end. So I think I might not be averse of. Towards starting a Shankar, but it's, it'll be a toss up between Shankar and Priyam Garg for me. Okay, very well uh, said there. I'd like to move like now further down the order. As far as spin options are concerned, of course, you've got Rashid Khan, who's the linchpin, right? Then you also have, I mean, you've, I mean, you've got the likes of uh, Abdul Samad, right? You do have Mohammad Nabi, who maybe can come in. Um, and Shabazz you also Nadeem. have Abhishek, and you, huh, you, huh? yeah, you've got Shabazz, they have Shabazz yeah, Nadeem. Yeah, yeah, you've got Shabazz Nadim, and you've got uh, Abhishek Sharma as well, right? But um, as far as pace is concerned, uh, la- and, and this was something which came up last season as well, maybe this is less of a concern now, given T. Natarajan is sort of now an established sort of bowler, and given that Sandeep Sharma can do very well, and we saw that in 2020 as well, right? Like Sandeep Sharma returned to his potential, which is something which we had seen in earlier IPL season. But I'm still a little worried as to what happens if and when Bhuvaneshwar Kumar gets injured. A very recurrent theme. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar getting injured and SRH finding themselves short of a pacer. Shubham? Uh, so, like the uh, the injury concern of Bhumi is, uh, Bhuvi is something that when Jason, uh, wait, Holder. Sorry, Jason, yeah. Holder, comes this, Jason Holder comes in the scheme of, uh, scheme of things because uh, he was obviously an... Engineer, uh, he was something. Uh, he was someone who filled the void of Bhuvi because it was because of his sheer pace. Like India is a very swing friendly track, but obviously we know that Jason Roy has ha, Jason Holder has played very much international cricket now, and then he can also always bring in that swing part of the thing. Natarajan is something that's a trump card for them, for them nowadays because he can obviously uh, bowl at death, bowl 
in the uh, in the beginning itself so i believe that page department is sorted for srh it ha- always has been and it is pretty much sorted from my end what i see because bhuvi uh, has done well for india recently also and he can sustain himself for it like i believe this ipl abina would you like to add anything to that uh, uh, i uh, uh, shubham is right i think he's uh, made a good point there i think uh, some that's where uh, if something happens to bhuvneshwar kumar uh, god forbid some uh, if he gets injured again i think jason holder becomes a automatic replacement for him and then they i think they can make that decision of maybe uh letting go of an abhi from their playing 11 because holder will immediately be able to provide them control with the new ball because that's something he does very well he uh, i think he makes use of his height he makes use of his height to be able to jet, extract extra bounce from even uh, uh, pitches that might not uh, be receptive uh, towards um, towards bounce i think delhi would uh, delhi is one of those tracks that uh where the bounce uh, is a bit of an uh, issue so i think somebody uh, if an injury happens to bhuvneshwar kumar i think they are covered now i think somebody like a jason holder will be able to step in very very uh, seamlessly for them they'll not have much issues in making that choice okay so i just like to now we're moving towards the end of our podcast and i just like to summarize what our best 11s would be uh, so abina why don't we start with you of course we've discussed all this throughout the podcast but just as a quick summary of what you'd see so for me i think my playing 11 would be uh, warner and uh, probably ridhiman saha at the top uh, and because i need that i need a bit of flexibility and solidity in that middle order so i uh-huh. i'll have to start with ridhiman saha there uh, mm-hmm. mahesh pandey automatic lock at number 3 kane williamson at 4 uh, mm-hmm. i would pick one of uh, priyam garg or vijay shankar at 5 uh, then mohammad nawi at 6 abdul samad at 7 uh, then have bhuvneshwar uh, rashid khan bhuvneshwar kumar uh, t natrajan and i think i would take a, a third pa- a pacer in uh, definitely sandeep sharma all right okay shubham yeah my pre 11 looks pretty much similar to that only so i would play shank uh, kedar jadav instead of shankar but uh, that depends on what he is capable of now because he gives you some extra fire power than vijay shankar he has go- hit a very good 80 of 52 balls in uh, in vijay hazare recently so i believe that kedar jadav of shankar is a good uh, good option mm-hmm. vijay hazare the resurrections of prithvi show and kedar jadav these yes. teams uh, yes Okay, so that's that. Uh, what about now? Finally, um, or penultimately, actually, because I've got something like a, a bit of a surprise uh, question for both of you afterwards. But first, I just like to figure out where you guys would think that SRH, where you guys think SRH will finish this year in the league, and if they make it to the playoffs, how far can they go? Shubham, see, that's a that's a question that I would really don't know how to answer, but I would say that. SRH will definitely make into the playoffs because they have one of the most consistent sides and one of the most balanced as well. So I would say that they would make up to the playoffs and will finish at number three for me. So same as last year. Ah. I don't see uh, see them winning because they do not have anything special from last year. So I okay. I see a same kind of finish. Yeah. Okay. Abhinav. I I see them making it to the playoffs. I think uh, I do not see a reason why that I think they've made it to playoffs every single season after 2016 since they won 2017 18 19 20 they've been in the playoffs regularly so I think there's no reason for me to see that uh, run snap so I would say them they'll sneak into the playoff at number 
I would say that, uh, they will sneak into playoff at number four, and after that, look any any ways a playoff is a is like a lottery game. Uh, it's on that day who just turns up. It it, it is decided in that one moment uh, in a playoff. So I think. Uh, okay, so you wouldn't want to make any predictions there wisely. Uh-huh. About where, how how much how further they'll go yeah. into the playoff? Uh, I don't know yeah. about that, but I think they will definitely slip, uh, slip through at number four and and make it to the top. Uh, yeah. The that is something yeah, I mean, I, 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 pretty, I pretty much agree with that, right? Like, there's sort of like a stablish team which is there, which t- tends to do well, which has good, which has decent management as well. You've got David Warner as captain, very able coach in Trevor Bayless, uh, and of course, you've got VVS Lutzman in the background as well, right? So, as far as management, etc., is concerned, that's something which we didn't really touch upon, but I think. And they've got Tom Moody back as the director of cricket over there. So I ah, think they've indeed. got a lot of their old old yeah. uh, crew back. So I think it's a very stable, mm. it's a very stable, no no nonsense background, uh, backroom staff. They they really are, uh, because there's a lot uh, that mm. is praised about how their backroom staff goes about. They, they don't put any uh, extra pressures on the players. The atmosphere is very relaxed. And uh, mm-hmm. even I think as a captain also, I think David Warner, is a much more is a much different personality as a captain at Sunrisers. That's very that's very interesting. Finally, uh, okay, so the so-called surprise is a bit lame. I basically just wanted to ask you guys if there's anything you'd like to discuss which we haven't touched upon before we end. Uh, one thing. Yeah. Who's who was the bright man who suggested Jason Roy as a replacement for Mitchell Marsh? Ah, yes. I was about who to discuss that. I think I forgot. Who was that? Who was that bright? Whose bright idea was it to ask uh, to have an all-rounder replaced with an opening batsman? I get the point that they probably want a uh, an explosive backup to somebody mm. like a uh, uh, to uh, somebody like David Warner in case uh, he is unfit. But look, I mean, and you repla- replacing an all-rounder with a uh, with an opening batsman really does not make a, a lot of sense to me. Uh, to be honest, I I. Given the, they, given the plethora so, of openers, right? Especially given the yeah, fact that they have very capable men. I mean, they really shouldn't have made that uh, made that call because I think, uh, look, I think, I think, but a, a lot of their hand was forced by the fact that that bio bubble, yeah. the restrictions in yeah, the yeah. bio bubble, and the quarantine mm-hmm. regulations. I think that just forced SRH's hand into making that uh, replacement call for Mitchell uh, Marsh and exactly Mitchell, Mitchell Marsh and Josh Josh Hazelwood of CSK actually have both mm-hmm. backed out because of that. I think yeah. it's been is uh, I think it's a tough life. I think uh, we've often failed to understand how tough it is in the in the bio bubble where your your life is basically your room and that is yeah. it. You're not uh, going outside. You're not meeting other you're, you're, uh, people you're, around you're, it. You're seeing the same. You're seeing the same people around all the time, right? You don't see your family. Yes. You're basically just seeing your teammates, and that can be and that exactly. can get frustrating at the best of times. And also, ah, I think uh, okay. the, now the whole of Afghanistan is, I think, going to cheer for Sunrisers Afghanistan because I think uh, they've got all the their their main Afghan, the all the superstar Afghanistan players are are in this Sunrise. Mohammad Nabi Rashid Khan and Mujib or Rahman. Mujib, I feel like Mujib, so I feel like Mujib is a, I feel Mujib is a little wasted at SRH, similar to you know Josh Hazelwood, similar to Josh Hazelwood at CSK last year, right? Where he basically played what one or two games, and that was about Actually, it. I, Actually, there is a theory that I have. In case they uh, they are able to somehow find a, st- a solid middle order, I do not uh, discount them uh, playing both Nabi and Rashid together. 
especially considering they will be playing nine games in chennai and delhi mujib and rashid all... together uh, uh, nabi might uh, nabi to i think will start but there is definitely a chance they might slot, uh, might be thinking that they can slot a mujib uh, mujib as a second specialist uh, uh, as a third spinner in this side mm-hmm. and just load it up on so much uh, load it up its strength because i think Very they can get value out of mujib uh, and if vijay shankar is playing then he can give them a few overs with, uh, of medium pace as well Mm-hmm. so i think they might not be averse to playing a mujib as a third uh, as their fourth overseas uh, player in in the 11 yeah so that, that those are basically the contentious issues just one thing i would like to ask you abina very quickly who would you have taken mm-hmm. in uh, in lieu of mitchell marsh you personally um look i if the bubbles were not an issue i would have uh, not thought Uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, I actually would have wanted them to go for a pacer. I would have wanted them to take uh, just another uh, OC spacer because they do not have that uh, backup on them. They released a Billy Stanley, and they in the ah, option they was... did try to go for a Adam Milne, but they couldn't. So I think I would have not thought uh, a second before going for Reece Topley of England. Reece Topley of England, of course. I w- the the exactly the six foot seven. Phenomenon we've seen in the ODI the, recently. The I mean, six, not really a phenomenon. He had one, seven, had one good, the six had one seven, good match. The six point seven left arm monster. Exactly. He had he had one good match. We saw his potential there yeah. for sure. Like and and, and again, the six point seven monster. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he can. He, he yeah. He's uh, he's got he's got plenty of uh, swing and also that left arm element which uh, confounds both lefties and righties when it comes to batting. Another 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 sort of Jason Holder fundamentally. Uh, yeah. In, in fundamentally, a, sense, a with, bit of a Jason Holder without the batting. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Shubham, please go ahead. So my closing comments on all this is uh, that uh, Abhinav uh, did bring it out it between uh, it in the podcast that many of the uh, many of the te- many of us do not lay on the emphasis that how good SRH's management team management is. Like after M- Mumbai Indians, they have the uh, they have the bestest of uh, the, they have the best legends out there backing the team and the attitude over the team like. If you if you even go to the YouTube channel and see how they are living their lives inside the IPL bio bubble also. True, I think uh, a lot has to do with the fact that it's a very relaxed environment. The owners also, I think the team owners don't uh, uh, also try and keep the environment as they stay out of the way of the team management. They do not interfere in uh, the management uh, decisions of the management, and that that is very key because I think. Uh, in the ipl uh, what can flourish are owners who either know their cricket uh, and are hands on in that regard and are ready, uh, and they understand the processes uh, or owners who are ready to step step away from uh, from making decisions if they don't know the game the uh, in between part is the most dangerous those who th- the owners who think they know their cricket but they don't i mean Uh, uh punjab and uh, rcb are the biggest examples for that i think but sunrisers i think their management team has been uh, is i think one of the main reasons that keeps their uh, keeps uh, the entire side so stable and i think a lot of the credit for them making it to the playoffs so consistently i think also has to go to the fact that their management has uh, created an environment like shubham said that every player who's there i think they feel secure about about their place they they know why they are in this in this entire squad what their role is what why they are uh, and it is it gives them a chance that uh, to be able to 
push further ahead in the in the scheme of things i think that's a very very critical thing and i think no mm-hmm. praise can ever be short enough for tom Moody, trevor bayless murli murli lakshman they i mean they just really ah, yes, of course. brad had as their assistant coach just yes. makes it, it makes it a very calm composed back backroom stuff mm-hmm. uh, backroom unit okay so that smells like team spirit so thank you guys so much for joining us uh that brings us to the end of the show 